Is this thing on? Welcome to the safe space you didn't know you needed. Pour a glass and join us. You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Thank you for tuning in to episode 69. We truly appreciate this. This episode is touching on intuition and fear, and we have a testimony to share with you all. We're really grateful for having this platform to share our life journeys with you all and can't wait to continue this in a bigger and better way in 2023. When you're done, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. It truly means everything to us. All right. Welcome back to Goddess Culture, episode 69. We're back. We are back. Um, I'm excited to talk about this episode, but before we get into the fun of things, remember, if you like what you hear today, please rate, comment, and subscribe. Send to somebody you know, you know, share the wealth. You know, we want uh, everybody to know about Goddess Culture, what we talk about and what we do. So it's up to you guys to give us a little hand in all that. And that means a lot to us. Like when we see comments and subscriptions and DMs, we just smile. Yeah. So, it's like somebody's listening. Yeah. You know? We're not talking to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to send us a smile, just go ahead and comment, rate, or subscribe. All right, let's jump into the first topic. Um, So this week, Shanice and I had the good fortune to be invited to the Spotify Supper. Uh, Essentially, it it was a two-part dinner, or a two-day dinner, rather, and we were invited to to the wellness bit, so part one, um, to commune and talk to other podcasters in the New York area, and then also to meet and have some conversations with the Spotify team and the people who are over partnerships and podcasting there. Um, Shanice is the one who saw the email and then said it to me like, Jordan, do you see this? What is this? And are we going? Yeah. And immediately we were like, yeah, we have to be there. Yeah. Honestly, I would just say like, what an experience. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, we come on this podcast and I'm not going to lie. It's not a job where we get paid for or celebrated or we don't receive really anything from this. Honestly, I feel like we give a lot towards it, which we do on our for our own free will because yeah. we love to podcast and we like to talk so this is you know where we belong but it was really great to be in a room full of people who also like podcasts as well as the Spotify team for recognizing us we've been podcasting since 20 20- we our first episode was filmed in 2016 but Y'all never saw the light. Of, that never saw the light of day. Y'all never listened to that. But we officially right. launched the the first episode that we felt comfortable with putting out in the world, January first, twenty seventeen. So it's like we've been podcasting for a while, especially during a time when we were kind of like, well, I was like, you know, what the fuck is a podcast? So it's really good to just experience these, and it's just a little reminder that you know we're doing the right things and we're in the right spaces and. Our name is in rooms that our feet have yet to enter. So Mm -hmm. it was really a great experience. Honestly. And I think the coolest thing about it all is that how we were found was literally through Amber at Spotify. Um, Shout out to her for getting our our feet in the door. Searching hashtags and tagged photos, etc. And then finding Goddess Culture. And... You know, we do our best to, like, put ourselves out there, but Shanice and I are both very much, like, neither one of us want to be the face of a brand. We'd rather, like, be behind the scenes doing the work, not necessarily the people, like, promoting it and pushing it and say, hey, listen to us talk, you know? Right. So we just, like, we really thank God that it found a way into her searches, or we found a way into her searches, and she looked at what we had to offer and said, yeah, they need to be in the room. Yeah. Because it was really cool. We were in the room with Gabby Bernstein, with, uh, who is like a New York Times bestselling author and actually the affirmations that we pull on this podcast, a lot of them come from her. Uh, Latham Thomas, who was a black doula in New York, helping like 
lessen the black matern- um, mortality rate, um, not just in New York, but around the world and making sure like black women are heard and seen in these birthing suites. Um, we also met Ding Ding Hugh, who is an illustrator and a comedian. comedian and literally was like, somebody needs to listen to what I got to say, started a podcast and it's really taken off. Um, Ariana of Drinks First, um, essentially it's a podcast that helps singles in New York find their perfect match. I mean, a bunch of creators. Um, we met podcasters from Betches. So we were in the room with some people who take up space in the, in the world of podcasting. Yeah. And it was just a really great experience. It was like, I want to say like 10 courses, honestly. Yeah. We're sitting out eating ABC for days. Kitchen in the city. Yeah, it was really... Open bar. I was I was, yeah. I was, drunk. Decor was beautiful. We all left with like a custom blend um, essential oil roll-on from Sage. And y'all, if y'all have seen my own personal content, y'all know I love Sage essential oil. So it was cool. Yes, and the little travel bag they gave us was actually... Oh, from, from Away. Away. Yeah. Yeah, and we love Away. We're still waiting for y'all to sponsor us, okay. but it's okay. We're, you know, we're it'll waiting. happen. We're manifesting it. Okay, putting it out in the world. Yes. Um, but yeah, say all this to say, it was a it was a wonderful experience. We are glad we got to speak with some folks at Spotify about what would make podcasting um, really pop off from the creator's standpoint from Spotify, so... Um, it was cool to just know that like some of our feedback was given to the people who are making the decisions. Yeah. So shout out to Spotify, you know, for sure. For sure. Um, so next on the news topics, let's talk about it because Balenciaga and their ad that they dropped and the crisscross applesauce of sending out who's to blame has really it really has us exhausted. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Balenciaga recently put out an ad where it showcased a child with a teddy bear that was kind of in like bdsm type styled outfit yeah and just like the the portrayal of the child she's like he's she or he i'm sorry because i can't remember but they're standing on a bed there's like different things laid out like it just kind of looks very much on the cusp of like child pornography mm-hmm. not Innuendos, like sexual innuendos featuring children is uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. So I actually have like two point of views to share from this, but I'll really just start with the the facts. The Mm -hmm. facts is they put out this ad and where they um, went wrong is, you know, it kind of everyone kind of started giving backlash and then they decided to kind of sue the production company and the marketing agency that that um, actually produced the ad, as well as the creative director who was in charge of the scene. So that's kind of, like, what is happening. And now I've, I've seen, like, two different point of views. Mm-hmm. I'll just start by saying, one, I... First of all, I, I think Balenciaga is a little gimmicky, like, as a brand already. Like, when I think of, like, fashion and, like, houses of, like... Um, like, legacy brands, I don't really, like, consider Balenciaga, like, one of the brands I will run and buy. But I do notice that they're very on brand with, like, what's trending and, like, what's going on. So I was watching, like, a conversation, and I'm sure everyone's going to, like, slander me a little bit right now because it's actually was the Tate brothers who are, like, banned on every social media. Um, you know, like, Andrew Tate and all of them. Mm-hmm. So they were having a conversation, and they were... Wait, they're behind the ad? No, no, no. Oh. This is This was their point of view. Oh, oh okay. So they were talking about it and they were saying like when you're it's it's actually ties into like satanic rituals and stuff like that. But they're saying that like when um, like people who believe in Satan and worship Satan, they um, when they put out stuff like this, it's because 
they believe that there's no karmic or like karma surrounded around telling people what you're actually doing. So if you're putting out there that, you know, we support this or this is what we do or child pornography is something that is okay to us and people are still buying your brand, then that person has already willingly joined into believing that this is okay or or comfortable. And they said that like people put out these ads or people do these different things to kind of see like the reaction they get from people, but ultimately it boils down to that they they worship Satan or they're they're about doing evil things. So it was an interesting perspective because I do know like in Hollywood and when you get into like up there with the rich and famous, people are into some weird shit. Like we would be lying if we said that wasn't the case. But to to hear and to, to see like a brand aligned with something like this and then for them to kind of push off the the responsibility onto a production company was kind of like disheartening because again, we own a marketing agency. So we know like how many rounds of edits and how many rounds of people from the company have to look over what's about to be posted, even down to like the very last step of execution, like uploading assets to um, the social platforms. So many people from the team had to have looked at this ad before it went viral or before it went live. Yeah. And that's just kind of like the ball was dropped in many places, but I don't think like Balenciaga should be able to push the blame onto someone else like they should own it and should carry it and honestly I would be done with them my personal opinion like I would I would say it's it's done for me mm-hmm. I think the part that we didn't mention is like the the um court documents that m- feature child abuse so there's papers on the table in the ad and what's visible is them talking about a child sex abuse case. Oh, you see? You yeah. see? It gets worse. Yeah. I'm, what I will say is I'm not somebody who necessarily, like, I'm not saying this per, per se is a conspiracy theory, but I'm, a, I'm not somebody who, like, would see this and dive into the mystery behind who and what they're up to, like, what nefarious things they're up to. I think as, like, just because there's so many in this, this world and... I am easily affected, like, my emotions are easily affected by, like, dark things. I'm an empath for sure. And I can't consume a lot of it because it will, like, literally take me out of my element. Like, it will fuck my brain up. Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, when I see shit like this, I can't be... My mind can't wrap itself around what entity is, like, behind this and what was their intentions. Because I know it's not good and it makes me sad to know. You know, even like I'm I don't believe at all in any stretch of my imagination that this was all happenstance. No, that like they put a BDSM costume on a bear, gave it to a baby and had child sex abuse political documents or or judicial documents rather on a table. And like all of this was just like a random oops, we did it. But like, I I don't know. I I know that's not true. And I don't even want to know what else is behind it. What I'll say is a human on a very human level. There are some things you just don't align together. And a child and leather chains, whips, and ties don't have nothing to do with a baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Never in anyone's right mind should those two things be together. Legal documents that are being photographed on an ad that will be seen by millions of people. Why would a fashion house be talking about child sex abuse? But that's the thing. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh no, and I'm but I'm saying for people who are like who's behind this or who's not behind this, whatever. I think some people want to reach too far into the what's behind 
and not saying things for face value. Wrong is wrong. Yeah. Take the whole thing and put it in the trash. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it could matter, but it doesn't matter who and what and how should they be dealt with. Yes. Absolutely. A thousand percent. But I need people to stop giving people with power in fashion houses, especially excuses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't agree. defend billionaires. Don't defend entities that don't give a fuck about you. You know what I'm right. saying? You saying, no, I'm going to keep buying because that's their freedom of expression and blah, blah, blah. You're de- you buy on your own, but you don't need to champion them and tell other people about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I just can't imagine how we see things like this. Imagine that those, those same costumes were at Build-A-Bear. Yeah. Would niggas be okay with that? No. No. But, th- but that's why it also ties into, like, who are these people that are feeding us this propaganda? Like, who are these people? What do they believe in? You know what I'm saying? If you are, one, a Christian, not saying that everyone should be a Christian, but as a Christian, if I was on that marketing team, I would have seen that and I would have said, ha, 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 this looks stupid as fuck. I mean, no tea, no shade. I don't really anticipate or expect, rather, anybody welding that much power to be vocal or straightforward about who and what they believe in. Yeah, but we know how many people's on a team, Jordan. No, we do. I'm this is not this is not to excuse them. This yeah. is saying that we have to operate like well in my head, how I operate is like no no not everybody will believe the same thing, show up the same way, but you have to consume well in my opinion, I consume what aligns with me. Now I think that that kind of goes with a grain of salt because there's so many things that we have no control over how we consume it and who's impacted by it. When we think about, like, these iPhones, every Apple product we buy. I mean, there's kids in a sweatshop making that shit. You know what I'm saying? We consume, exactly, Nike. We consume social media and post our best, right? And then there are kids who kill themselves because they don't feel like they're perfect and they see the way that, not you and I post, but the way that people post in general. But we feed into it because we post too and we make it relevant or whatever. Say all this to say, we have to pick and choose what we can control. And what you can control is your dollar. And if you can't show up perfectly in the way you consume everything in the world, I implore you just to think twice sometimes about putting money in the pockets of people People. Mm -hmm. who really just don't give a fuck. Don't put out, don't give a fuck, but don't put good out in the world. I mean, there's one thing I think is completely unnecessary to fuck with every time, and it's kids. Yeah. Not that you should harm anybody, but some kids. You know what I'm saying? The way I, that, the way that, the way that teenagers and middle schoolers are looking at self-image and the way they show up in the world, and we are concerned about people getting pregnant young and hypersexualism, and like, we contribute to it when we say what Balenciaga put out is okay. To yeah. your point, you made a point about them assuming responsibility. Just assume it. It's already out there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who accidentally did it. Here's the thing: you hired the company that accidentally put it out there. Then exactly. But if you're, this also goes back to if you're in a room of diverse people, someone would have stood up and said, "This uh, not looks, okay. Looks like it might not be okay. Not okay." And I honestly, I just can't stand behind a brand or stand aside to a brand and and watch them take our children, our future children, our 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 younger peers, and use them in this type of way. Like this is trying to normalize pedophilia. Like they're honestly trying to make it feel like it's a normal thing, and it's not. It's not okay, like, to put the child in the ad. Even all the people who probably were on set, like, this was wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, everyone saw this happening, and no one felt comfortable to say something, or mm-hmm. maybe they said something or were overlooked. All those people should be condemned. Like, all those people should be dealt with, because it's not a, this is an ad thing. This is, in the back of their mind, maybe they're bringing their fetishes to life. Maybe they're, 
bringing these things that they they have these feelings or these urges and they're bringing it to life and that's where it becomes weird because now these people are in positions of power to put ads like this out to the world Mm -hmm. so we say all this to say we do not support this balenciaga ad we do not stand by and we we just had to say something because we don't want y'all to think you know i don't know if i even i don't know if i've ever purchased something from balenciaga before but not to say I'm a, th- a throw it away. I don't even think I own anything. But if I did, I just feel like I'm not going to support a brand where they're not putting human values first or live Christian values or or whatever values you have first because I'd rather keep my dollar t- in, you know, a place where I feel like uh, supports us and supports not doing that to children. It makes no sense. Moving on. Um, because Balenciaga done got us riled up and, you know, we don't want to bring that energy on to the next stuff. But uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was thankfulness. So I'm actually like in a very weird space in life right now where I kind of feel like I took steps backwards. But I spoke on the phone with one of my friends recently and he was telling me like how he wakes up every morning and he just like thanks God for like everything that he has. And I was like, that's very simple. Like, I, I kind of already do that in my prayers. But um, it, it made me really, like, sit back and think. Because a lot of the things that, like, I complain about, like, in my day-to-day is everything I prayed for before. So it's like I've received all these things, but, like, I constantly want more. But I'm forgetting to just be thankful for what I have or where, I am, where I'm at or, or what I've prayed for before, watching it come to fruition. So I just wanted to give you guys a reminder to... To just be thankful, be appreciative, be, be, remind God or whoever you pray to that you're, you know, you're happy and you're content with all of the things that they've given you and you just want more. But, but not to forget that, you know, once upon a time you were in a place where you wanted something and now you're living that, living in that something. And, you know, sometimes we just forget, like, I want more. I want to do something else. So just a reminder to live thankful um, Thanksgiving just recently passed, so it just brought up a whole bunch of emotions of just all the things I'm really grateful for. And even though life is hard right now and extra, extra ghetto, it's very, it's very ghetto right now, but, um, I'm really, I'm really grateful and I'm really happy that, you know, I'm, my life is going in the direction that it's going. So just a reminder. Mm, that's a good one. And I think to add to that, um, I think many of us mistake gratitude for, like, being grateful for what we have, what the tangible things are, how we've been benefited, what we've been afforded, what we've been offered, what we've been given. And sometimes, like, and a lot of times, like, gratitude is recognizing what you don't have, what you were saved from. You know what I'm saying? Like, what wasn't in your reach and what you've been protected from. Because I think we, we have a lot of thoughts on what life should be mm. and how it should look and how we should feel. Not remembering that sometimes the adversity is what gives us what we've been asking for or gives us more than what we've been asking for. You know, we have ideas about what our lives should look like. But when God don't give you what you wanted, he leaves room for something greater. Mm. You know? That part. And sometimes it's hard to be in the hard things and still say thank you. Yes. And I think I think over the years what I've learned or when I've learned to be most um, gracious when I've when I've learned to to extend the most gratitude is when I have the least because it's easy to get lost in it's hard and everything's negative and I'm so tired and I wish I had this yep 
it's easy. That's the easy thing. That's the easiest thing to do is kind of like live and wallow in the hard part. But what's hard to do is say, shit, thank you for the little things. Thank you for the things I forget about. Thank you for the fact that I woke up because there's so many who didn't. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, thank you that even though it's hard right now, I asked somebody in my corner who helped me get a meal today. You yeah. know, even when it's hard, like even when they're in the worst of it, like let's say it's about your relationship. You don't know this shit ain't going right. But God, how much am I learning about myself? You know what I'm saying? Thank you for the fact that I've learned a new boundary. Mm. Um, that and that part. And that pulls us out of the like, poor me. The yeah. woe is me. You it know what I'm does. saying? When you challenge yourself to be grateful, even in the the worst of it that's a really good point because i will say like that's how i don't get lost in sadness yeah that and that's the thing like i feel like i was lost not in sadness but just in like woe was me mm-hmm. like just everything was woe was me like just sad as hell mm-hmm. and then i was just like once i started the gratefulness like journey of being more grateful and mm-hmm. remembering all the stuff that i prayed for that i'm living now and i'm just like wow like i have a lot like Life isn't great, but but it's better than it was. Like, I'm doing better than I could have been doing. Or, you mm-hmm. know, you just start to see things in a different perspective. So that's a really good point. Yeah, I have an exercise, actually, in gratitude. If anybody's looking to, um, like, work more on it. Because you brought up, like, how, you know, what you're praying about or whatever. And I, in the day, with, uh, with the, like, this is everything. This is, like, an unloading, right? And this could be, like, if you pray you can pray if you meditate you can meditate if you write you can write and not to say you you do these things and don't do the others but whatever way that you unload and that you speak to whomever you need to speak to unload at the end of the day and then i start the day with um like i i I literally chose two things i'm working on this year like in my life so i always keep those two things like as the focus um i don't really think i'm gonna disclose that on the podcast though what those two things are. Those are very personal. So choose your th- your two things or three things to focus on every morning, but it's the same thing for a certain amount of time until you, you think you've gotten it out. And then uh, I choose two things that I need to be better at. And instead of being like, damn, I'm so bad at this thing, or like, God, if you could just make me better at this, right? I start by th- saying, this is how far I've gotten with the two things I'm working on, right? So in, in a sense, that's being like, Thank you for the the things I couldn't do yesterday that I could do today, mm. you know? And then with asking. So essentially, I say all this to say, my nighttime prayer is like, this is everything you need to know. The top of the day prayer is like, you know, this is what I've been working on. I'm leaving that top of mind. This is what, um, and, and I'm kind of trying to take throughout the year. And this is what I can change about myself. But thank you for giving me the little change that I've gotten. Because it takes a lot to be better. It and does. we need to recognize that. I agree. Yeah. We love to see it. That was like a mini affirmation, but we still have an affirmation for y'all. So <laughs> we do. Dang, I forgot. Um, um, so next, we actually just signed up for a new little edition that's going to be in the link in bio first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I mentioned in the before, you know, Jordan and I do not get paid for this. However, people have reached out to us just to donate and stuff like that. And we don't necessarily take donations Um in uh in that way but we did sign up for bias coffee which is a a link in our bio where you can purchase us coffee my coffee order is pretty simple it's about five dollars jordan's coffee order is about seven dollars so she might be lightly exaggerating um she gets like uh what's the call is it grande Uh uh-huh yes she gets a grande um 
So we already know that starts at five. And she has add-ons, oat milk, some, like, foam thing that comes on the top. So we're rounding out at about seven. So if you would love to buy us coffee, um, seven plus five is 11. <laughs> now let's count on our fingers. <laughs> it's about $11. Um, so we would really appreciate it. Not by force. We're still going to promote the podcast. We're still going to, you know, do all do the things we that we do. do. Um, but if you would like to send us any love or gratitude, we would appreciate it in coffee because that kind of gets us through the day. So mm-hmm. if you go to Goddess X Culture right now on Instagram or Instagram, and you can look in the link in our bio at the link tree and just click on the link and buy us coffee. Um, so And we'll shout you out, you Honestly, know, every you episode so because we need the coffee for the episodes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, speaking of uh, shouting y'all out, if you have questions or things you want us to talk about, uh, topic ideas, etc., don't hesitate to DM us and we will add it to our list. But let's get into the affirmation. I feel like we've been talking for like 40 minutes and we're like not even a third through the episode. But today's affirmation is, I surrender to a power greater than me. And that's by Gabby Bernstein. Um, and I chose that one because I think so often we like... What, and it actually has to do with what the goddess chat is today. But so often we cling to what we have no control over. Mm, right? That part. The way people interpret us, pe- things that are happening in our jobs, you know, whatever. There's a lot of things that we cling to that we have no um, power to control. And we get so caught up on things we can't change. And oftentimes how I kind of like pull myself out of feeling like so clinging so tightly to something I have no control over is... One, I have I only have control over what I have control over. I know that sounds like redundant, but you have to really get real with yourself about what you can um, change in this moment. And if you can't, it's something you can't control. You have to find a way to let that go. But two is realizing that um, I know whose I am. You know what I'm saying? So if I can, if I don't have it on my own, I know who I can surrender to to figure it out. For wisdom, for strength, I know that I don't have to carry these things on my own. And that's just something I think that's important to like keep at the forefront of like everything you're going through. We're about to, we're in holiday season. For a lot of people, it's hard. We some people don't get along with their families. Some people have lost loved ones around this time, and it's just hard to stay like in a good space right now. Remember, not only who you are, but whose you are. There's something bigger and greater than you that you, you know, can lean on and that you can trust in. And I just encourage you all to like lean on that, especially in this season. Find your people, uh, find your practice, and find some consistency in it because that's how we keep ourselves above water, especially in this holiday season. Absolutely. I will attest to this affirmation. 2022 has been a test of not only resilience, but a test on my faith, child. Like, I had to surrender to a power greater than me because I know I could not do it. Every month, I look at my bank account and I look at my Bible and I say, God's going to make a way. And when I tell you December is coming on, like December's here, it's literally December now. And my bills have been paid. Um, I, I never miss a meal because y'all know I like to eat. So I, I literally have just given it all over to God. And honestly, you guys can give it to whoever you, you know, you look up to. But like, I've literally submitted my faith my my prayers my my agenda for my life to God and I just kind of like walk in faith and blind walk by what's walk, walk by, by faith, faith not by sight. sight and 
it has it has literally created a life for me where I'm able to to sustain myself and it's it's really amazing because I know I could not do it on my own Mm -hmm. I know it wasn't something I did I know all I could do is really pray and reach out to God but like he has really made a life for me that I really never expected so Mm -hmm. this affirmation is what it is like (laughs) you have to surrender you you do not have to carry that burden you do not have to carry that that stress you just have to give it to that higher power give it to God and Honestly, it will all work out. So I uh, attest to this. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, Uh, Unbossed. Let's get into that. All right. The unbossed this week. So something I get all the time from, like, everyone is, who does your hair? Who does your hair? Who does your hair? Now, I will say I am a hair... Like, I do hair by trade. Like, since I was in college, even before college, I would say, like, high school. I never had a bad hair day because bad bitches, we don't do that. (laughs) However, um, I am a girl who likes luxury. I like convenience. I don't want to do my own hair. I do it because I have to. Mm -hmm. So who does my hair when I don't feel like doing my hair? Lindsay. Lindsay Lux hair is where I get all of the hair that I order, um, from bundles, um, kinky straight, uh, Brazilian, Peruvian, Indian straight. Literally, she has it all. And every time it comes, it comes, like, perfectly packaged. Um, it's literally ready to just, like, put on your head. I really do appreciate getting the hair from her and also getting my install. So her Instagram is Des Bay, um, and it'll be linked on our Instagram. And the name of the website to purchase hair is called Lindsay Lux Hair. So that's L-I-D-S-A-Y. L-U-X-Hair.com. Um, she's so professional. She's so helpful, so informative. I'm big on, like, trying different colors, trying different hairstyles, uh, uh, purchasing, you know, from closures to frontals. Like, I'm really big on just, like, expression through creativity, through my hair, through my makeup. All of those things are just, like, really exciting to me. So it's really good to have a hairstylist who who understands that, where there isn't any pressure to, like, necessarily be influenced by anyone I'm always like let's try something new let's try something different and she always executes every single time I literally could I, I think I got my hair done from her for like the last two or three years so if you've seen a hairstyle or a color looks so good and and she kills it every time yeah so I'm very appreciative for that and her prices aren't crazy like if you want to invest in hair let me let me backtrack before I say <laughs> if you want to invest in hair I know some of the girls, you guys get your hair straight from AliExpress or, or Amazon or these places. But what I want to, like, really tell you is that, yes, purchasing quick, fast hair is great, but it does not last long. I have wigs from Lindsay Lux hair that two years old and I put them on and people are like, your hair looks brand new. It's literally an investment. It's an investment for hair care it's an investment creativity it's an investment for your own personal development like how do you want to present i literally have a wig for everything i have mm-hmm. a wig for the gym yeah i have a wig for work i have a wig to go out i have a color wig when i'm feeling fancy i have a a, a, a blonde bob when i'm ready to celebrate you know so you can really invest in your hair instead of just purchasing hair from aliexpress or amazon where it kind of lasts a couple wears and then it's over um and I can attest to that because if you look, if you researched me, I have a freaking YouTube video from like 
<laughs> oh, that's where that that hair is from. Well, yeah. Well, it's from like AliExpress or Amazon, oh, or one oh, of those oh. places. But it was like 2008. Yeah. So it's like I've I've tried it all. I've literally tried it all, so that you guys don't have to. So. If you are looking for hair or you're looking to get your hair done and you're in the New York, New Jersey area, she's located in Brooklyn, um, and she really does a good job, and I always have a good time, and I always leave her shop lit. So, yeah, check her out, um, and I'll tag her Instagram and her website on our um, link in bio. So, yeah. Love that. Honestly, she, let me tell you something about Shanice. Like, she's not one of them girls you're going to see a screen door on her forehead. You feel me? Like, Shanice, no screen door. No screen door. Shanice's hair literally looks beautiful every time I see her. Like, I can't explain it. She's really good at doing her own hair, too. So, if she's speaking to that, like, the quality of the hair that she can do on her own and get installed and it looks, like, perfect every time. Like, if this is the same hair she's talking about, y'all need to go buy this hair. <laughs> I don't know how to say it beyond you. that. Like I'm telling you. But okay, so guys, we just did like a mini podcast before the podcast started. Um, and we didn't talk about what today's topic is about. So really excited to just jump in and really dive into the topic. We have no plans after this. So we're going to probably talk all night. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about intuition versus fear. So I actually recently saw a tweet on Twitter from... And her name is at Troy the Boy with two eyes. Just want to make sure I shout her out. And she wrote, how do y'all discern between anxiety, insecurity, and intuition? And I thought that was a great topic for us to bring to the podcast because as 20-something-year-olds, we are dealing with all of these things at a rapid rate. And we just want to know, and we, we actually added in fear here, so... We want to know how to determine the differences between fear, anxiety, intuition, and insecurity. And if you're dealing with any of of these things, you know exactly what we're talking about. So we're about to get into it. Did we talk about what we're drinking? No. Oh my gosh. But let's start by saying we started with cut waters, okay? Yes. We had the Moscow Mule, which was so good. So good. And the Mai Tai. I don't know. I thought the Mai Tai would be fruity. I think that's why it wasn't my favorite. It was not. I don't even know what a Mai Tai is. So, <laughs> um, it, that one was, like, not as good as the um, Moscow Mule. The Moscow Mule was But delicious. it was really good. But now we're drinking one of our usuals, the 19 Crimes Cali Rosé. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, 10%. And those cut waters were 12 and a half percent. Were they? Yeah. That's kind of why I feel like that. Yeah. I feel great. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, it's delicious. Cut water, I actually was surprised. I thought, mm, I'm not, I'm not going to say the packaging was my favorite. But usually I go to like, I don't know. I don't know what attracts me, but the packaging didn't attract me. Mm-hmm. But once we popped open the can, I was like, wow, this okay, is this is this not is bad. No, I would definitely buy the yeah. um, mil- Moscow Mule one again. Yeah, I would buy a case. Yeah. Actually, we'll buy the case of the Moscow Mule. Yeah, it me too. It tasted exactly like a Moscow Mule. Yeah, it was really good. And it, it wasn't like margarita. overly syrupy, no. mixed, pre-mixed drink. At all. Like, it was like someone just made this behind a bar. Yeah, it was Perfectly delicious. fizzy. Like... Yeah, okay. yeah, you was, sound like a bunch of fat asses, but <laughs> <laughs> it was good. actually delicious. But yeah, um, yeah. So let's 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 get into this goddess chat. I'm ex- I'm actually really excited about this. Yeah, um, we got a lot of good things about this episode. But yeah, so up first, how basically I would say like let's talk about how we determine the difference between this like fear, anxiety, intuition, insecurity. Like when we're making decisions based on those things. Mm. I don't know. I think 
I think I had like a goal in 2019 where I said I was going to be more fearless. Mm -hmm. And I think from the time I said that, I've been fearless as fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, I think fear can hinder you in a lot of different things and a lot of different points in your life. And I've seen a lot of people do things... um, I've seen a lot of people miss opportunities because of the fear. Mm-hmm. And when that when that fear or flight kicks in, like, you know, you have to make that decision. But as an individual, for me, I just decided one day that I wasn't going to be afraid of shit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be afraid of shit. I wasn't going to be afraid of nobody. I think I decided that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to fear anything that's for me. I just wasn't going to be afraid because... The fear of it all is really, it really comes from in your head. Mm -hmm. You kind of already made your decision based on trauma or issues or things you've been through in your life that will cause you to be fearful in situations. Mm -hmm. I think what's for me is for me. And one thing that I like base everything on is like, if it feels right, and I don't want to say that like a cliche way, like, oh, it just feels right. Like Mm -hmm. I'm shits and giggles like literally there's things that you want and it's like i know i know y'all know what the fuck i'm talking about like there's things that you want and you're just like why does everything keep happening in this way like like it's supposed to happen Mm -hmm. and when you when you let fear like stop that you're literally missing out on like so much opportunity so much abundance so much blessings because you're letting your immediate fear stop you from doing these things i literally had an opportunity where I was able to, like, make a... I was able to, like, put myself in a place to 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 go to Ghana, mm-hmm. right? And at the time, I, I had probably had $6. Then all of a sudden, I had 1200 And then the ticket was eleven ninety nine. I'm like, is it? <laughs> now, if that's not a sign, I don't know what it is. If that's not a sign, I don't know what is. But fear told me in that moment... Bitch, you have twelve hundred. This ticket is eleven ninety nine. You will have a dollar after this. Where the fuck are you going? Really, but I had seven dollars because you said you started with six. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had seven dollars. You know what I'm saying? And fear would have stopped me right there. Fear would have told me just stay home and save that money. But but the intuition and the 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 trusting trusting God's plan and and trusting the pace at which things was going told me. Go ahead, the money's gonna come, and honestly, the money, the money came. The money yeah, came. It did. It did. The, the trip went on. I didn't miss a meal. I didn't have a not. I didn't not have a place to stay. And you're back in the states. And I'm back in America. Yeah. Six months later, I'm back in America to testify. This is literally my testimony <laughs> that I didn't let fear stop me because so so many times we'll let fear stop us. Mm-hmm. We'll just be like, you know what? I'm scared, bitch. I'm not yeah. gonna go. No thanks. And I had supportive friends too, and family, and a great support system. So. I fought back. I don't know if y- y'all can't see me right now, but like I'm fighting back. Fix up, okay. How yeah. about you? Um, so I I I feel like we we the night we went to the Spotify supper, this came up, and I really wish I would have remembered what I said because I said some insightful shit, but I, we were also like eight drinks in. Twelve. So it, it was free. So we was just going to drink as much as we could drink. But anyhow, the things that I remember from that is I kind of broke it into two different like buckets. So I'll talk about how I interpret fear and how I know my body is, like, moving in fear. And then my when I'm, like, comfortable in my intuition. The first is fear-based decisions are made when fight or flight kicks in, mm. right? When we feel like we have to act right now, we don't give ourselves time to, like, process and think, 
automatically I'm thinking whatever's about to come to my head, whatever's about to come out my mouth. I'm saying it quickly because instead of thinking, is this the right decision? I'm thinking, how can I preserve, how can this be a, an act of self-preservation? Right. You know what I'm saying? Anything that you automatically switch to protecting yourself, I need to protect myself. And that's where this answer comes from. It's immediately out of fear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes our protection hinders us. You know what I'm saying? It makes it so that yeah. we don't, we can't get what we want. We get what we get because we're putting what we want on the back burner or we're saying it's too big, it's too grand, it's too scary, it's not safe enough. Yeah. And then we lean in, okay, fearful, Jordan. How can I how can I preserve everything that I have? How can I keep myself safe and keep myself healthy and keep money in my bank account and make sure I'm good because I got me all the time? You know, that's when yeah. it's like a fear-based decision. My next one is it justifies irrational decisions. Mm. And like in our, it justifies our irrational thinking, our irrational mind. So like something I try not to do is unless it's a decision based on life or death, like I don't need to make a knee jerk decision. I don't need to decide on the spot. That's like the worst way to do it. It's the worst way to do it. And not only do I not have to, I have people I can lean on to help me make the best decisions possible. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think, like, when we move in fear, we're moving in fear of what other people think of us, how mm. other people will determine our decisions. We don't want to ask for help. We don't want to ask for their opinions because we're too scared about what they'll say about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the next one is that it ignites anxiety. So the tweet said the difference between fear, anxiety, and intuition, right, and security. Um, when I make a decision based on fear, my anxiety is on 10. Adrenaline's pumped through my body for no reason or what should be no reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm thinking like, I need to answer this in a way that makes sense in the right way. And you know what I'm saying? It makes me, it's making me second guess myself. My anxiety is pumping. It can't, it can't calm down enough for me to make a good decision. And then my last one is it plays fear-based decisions and fear-based movements play into my insecurities. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Going back to like, I'm somebody who really cared a lot about what somebody thought about me. Mm. So that fear-based decision is like, okay, if I make this choice, will somebody think I'm not smart enough? Will Mm. someone think I don't work hard enough? Will somebody think I'm not pretty enough? Mm. And nothing good comes of all that. Nothing good comes of putting the way people think about our decisions before the decision, before thinking about the way it impacts our own lives. If I'm thinking about how somebody else is going to interpret it, more than I'm thinking about, is this the right decision for me? Mm. It's just not good. It's not. You know? But on the opposite end of that, um, how I interpret things or how I move in intuition is the decision, a decision or action based on my intuition doesn't have me worried. I'm not worried about my self. I'm not worried about my future. And even if I don't know everything, I don't make the decision and think immediately, but is Jordan in six months going to be comfortable? Is she going to be safe? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The decision I'm, that I make is like, okay, this is what it is. And we'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Or we're setting ourselves up now to have a, the, the best experience we can have in another six months in a, in a year or whatever. Um, also, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know how you were saying you just know? And there's like, there's no way to describe the knowing, but a decision based on intuition is so much of what you, what you know, what you understand. um, One of the parts in our bodies that has the most nerve endings is our stomach. So when people say like, it's a gut feeling, that's the truth. It's because where our like nerve center is, is in our core. Something makes you feel sick. It's your body telling you don't trust it. You know what I'm saying? If, If there's a big decision on your lap, and you have to be the one to pull the trigger, and you don't feel like you want to throw up as a result, it's your body telling you it's okay. Yeah. We have to learn how to trust our bodies, how to trust the way we feel, how to trust our emotions. And if you can learn to trust those things, 
intuition speaks to you clearly. Very clear. But when you have people, in, you know what I'm saying, like people speaking negatively in your ear or when you have somebody else's fears kind of infiltrating your, your decision making, it's hard to listen to what the truth is of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last one is, it's not really like a decision that's made based on intuition, but when you're thinking about how do I get closer to my intuition, when you can trust yourself is when you can trust your intuition. And over the last three years, I think the, the things I've been working on most, I didn't realize the first year and a half that I was working on trust. But then I got a therapist and she was able to identify what I was lacking and self-trust was one of those. And I'm like, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been like, these are the conversations I've been having with myself. And she had given me tools to figure out how to trust myself. And then I'm not in therapy right now, but I'm going back very soon. But when she, when I wasn't in therapy, I had to lean on those tools that she gave me to continue the the exercise and trust in myself. I trust myself to make sure I have somewhere to sleep. I trust myself to make sure that these lights stay on. I trust myself to make sure I eat. I trust myself to stay out of danger. I trust myself to have people's backs when I know I have the resources to give it to them. I trust myself so wholeheartedly. I don't need to trust much else. Now I have, yeah, yeah. but luckily I have the freedom and the comfortability and the know-how to to lean on others and to ask for help when I need it, even if it's begrudgingly. But I trust myself so much that I know I have me every time. So I don't I don't question it when my intuition comes in blaring. Mm, that part. You know? I agree. You, you said something about gut feeling, and I wanted to, like, circle back on that because that right there, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know how many times you have that feeling and you can't put it into words, and you're kind of just like, I feel this thing... And I don't know how to explain it to everyone around me to understand that, like, that what's going on. And it's like a it's like a powerful feeling. Like, it's a feeling where you feel like sick. I don't know if everyone feels this, but I've experienced this. And there's times where I know I just like kind of like disregarded it. I kind of was just like, no, I'm I'm with the vibes. I'm with what's going on. Mm -hmm. But like that feeling just always lingers. And like. Once I started understanding, like, myself and I started becoming fearless and I started focusing on where, what is God telling me and, like, what are, where, how are these signs getting to me, I realized very much so that that's that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. That feeling of, like, you're around someone and you can't put your finger on it. And it's not that you're a hater or you don't like this person. It's just, like, I shouldn't be here right now mm-hmm. or, or this is not for me or I, I should head on. I should head on out. Mm-hmm. And every single time I've ignored that feeling, you I paid regret for it. it. You paid for I, it. I pay for it. Yeah. I regret it. I'm pissed. We're talking about understanding intuition and trusting yourself. The more that you get those feelings, those urges, and you do something about it, and yeah. you realize, oh, I'm right, that's yeah. how you learn how to trust yourself. That's exactly That's how. literally the exercise in trusting yourself. That's exactly when you know how. that you're about to put yourself in a bad situation, and then some bad shit happens, you know yep. what I'm saying? That's That should be the evidence. What I felt was right, I should have stayed out of it. Now, when that same opportunity or one like it presents itself... And you don't you don't partake. Yep. You're adding to the trust bank. Exactly. Okay. I saw what happened the first time I did it, and I knew something bad was going to happen. Why would I put myself back in that situation? And then your life you is better for it. That's another deposit into the trust bank. Another That's how you learn higher. how you trust yourself. Not only that, I've even gotten to the point now where like, whenever I say to like my friends or anyone, I'm just like, no, we got to get out of here. And everybody's just like, oh, here she goes. No, but pack your shit <laughs> and go. go. Let's pack go. Pack your stuff Get your and shit. Go. No, let me tell it's you. It's time to go because I, I literally, 
I don't know. I don't know if God gave me like an extra sense or something, but like I can feel like I don't want to say I could feel impeding danger, but I can feel like no. Energy. But that's but that's the thing, and you're also a woman, and not to say women's intuition is better than men's. Not to say that, but like I'm kind of saying that <laughs> it's kind of the truth. You it know is. what I'm saying? Like innately in us, we're always looking out to for like watching from higher ground. Think about Absolutely. the way when we love somebody. We're always worried about 10 steps ahead, making always. sure they're good, you know, you know what I'm saying? So we have to yeah. trust those same feelings about ourselves and about our yeah. own situation. I'm always looking out for my greatest good. Right. If I feel something, it's time to go. It's time to uh, go. We don't got to talk about it. We don't got to think. We, we can don't. we can move and discuss it after. And, and discuss it after. And that part. Not only that, innately, before I even, like, started trusting myself more and stuff, I'm the type of person who walks into a party, an event, or something... I'm looking for the exits. I'm mm-hmm. looking for the exits. I'm looking I'm looking for the fire alarm. I'm looking for signs of like people acting weird or doing weird things. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because I'm from the hood. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just like very hyper aware to those situations, even though I'm having a good time. People may not even notice. But I really have to lean on the fact that like the answers are within me. Like every time I feel anxious or in, like anything coming on, I already had feel like a symptom of it within me like i feel my stomach grumbling i'm not hungry i just say yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm full that's a sign like you have to understand like the cues from your own body because god has already given you the answers god already knows and this is if you believe in god but like if you do believe in god the answers are within you you know what i'm saying you don't have to look to anyone or or look to anyone other than him so once i once i kind of like understood that and really became more self-aware and just focusing on my intuition and being more fearless I just I feel unstoppable I feel I feel like I can't fail because I have so much in me like I have so much that I can give to the world and I, I just have so much that I could just I can maneuver through I'm not stuck on one thing I'm not scared of anyone I'm not scared of anything because I know the answers are within me and I just walk you know, with faith. And I just know that anything is possible. But when I know that a situation is not for me, I'm ready to get the fuck up out of there. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this episode, this is really a reminder to like know your body. If you're struggling with like learning how to trust yourself, I would start with like knowing your body, knowing your triggers, knowing like the, like the way that your, your body reacts to things. Like I'm gonna give you an example, right? And this is actually the example I'm about to give is really an example of my body misfiring, like misjudging a, a situation, but it's the thing that comes actually, yeah, it's the thing that happened most recently. But I'll start by saying this when people in, I'm a very like um, uh, affectionate person with my friends, I like to hug, I like to hold hands, I like to tuck my feet under them, whatever. But when I don't want to be touched, I do not want to be touched. Mm. Like, I do not, I don't just touch and hug strangers. Like, if I do not want to be touched, I don't want to be touched and my body viscerally reacts to it. If someone touches me and I don't want to be touched, I get a hot flash. I feel claustrophobic. I have adrenaline that pumps through my body and I know that that's what happens when I'm touched and I don't want to be touched. And I'm not saying like anything majorly inappropriate. I'm talking about a stranger in my space. It could be as simple as that, right? It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that, right? So that's why... When I'm always hyper aware of like who's behind me um, or who's in my space and I can't see them. My family has this thing, like a joke, like I can't hear an alarm, but I can hear somebody walking to my door. Like mm. it's it's really weird. But like my alarm could be blaring for 10 minutes, but I'll hear Tia walk into my door to complain before she knocks. I'm awake. Like it's very weird. Very weird hyper 
understanding of my of, of personal space. Say all this to say, I know how my body reacts when somebody's in my personal space. I can trust myself that if I feel weird, somebody's near and they shouldn't be. Yeah. Somebody's closer than I would like them to be. I recently was on a plane and there was this young man who was sitting next to me. And I'm going to assume that um, he had some sort of cognitive disability um, based on how he was kind of moving, how he was talking, whatever. And his mom was in the next row over. Now, he was in the middle seat in my row. She was in the middle seat in another row. And I could tell that she had an anxiety about not sitting next to him. But really, nobody was was like willing to move like rearrange seats and i was going to ask the guy next to me if he minded if i sat on his row so that the mom could sit with me but he wasn't hearing none of it he like put his glasses on put his headphones on and was like don't talk to me you know he didn't say that but you could tell it in body language anyhow so the young man sitting to the left of me i'm trying to sleep and he doesn't really have a sense of his own space. He was a bigger boy. Um, he was a, he, I say young man. I'm saying he was probably in his teens. Mm-hmm. And he wants to look out the window. So I feel his body shift and he like puts his body in the person who's sitting in the window seats, like puts his whole body in their space. Right. And I know that he didn't want to say anything because he also understood the situation. And then he like wants to talk to his mom. So he leans his body in my seat. Right. So his whole body is in my seat and he's touching me and literally adrenaline starts pumping through my body. I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I understand the situation. I understand the context of it. He doesn't understand. And his mom is already stressed as hell. The last thing she needs for me is to be like, can you get your son? So I, you know, I say, excuse me. And he sits back a little bit, whatever. And say all this to say, it was a long flight. It was almost five hours. And he kept touching me and bumping me and putting his body on my body and stuff. Again, I'm not upset. I'm not mad. But your body reacts viscerally. Mm-hmm. So the act of being touched when I didn't want to be touched literally made adrenaline course through my body. My cortisol levels were through the fucking roof. Like, so much so. Like, my leg is, was bouncing. My hands were shaking. I had to, like, squeeze my hands to stop them. I wasn't upset. I just know how my body doesn't, like, how it reacts when I don't want to be touched. Say all this to say, you have to understand... When things occur that you don't want to occur, how your body reacts. You can't just swallow those things down and say, oh, maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i tripping. You're not tripping. You're not. You know? And you have to use those things to learn how to trust yourself and to, to keep it going when it matters. And that's a good example of how to react to situations when you're in that situation. Because once you start trusting yourself, you're going to start, your body's going to automatically give you signs of uncomfortability at any point. Mm-hmm. But you have to use, like, discernment. Yeah. And really be able to, to decide, like, is this a point where I need to go off or is this a point where I need to... Where I can have some understanding. To have some understanding. Mm-hmm. And it was good that you were able to use your understanding. Now, early on, when I was listening to my body, every time my body said something... If you don't get off of me, you don't, <laughs> I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to turn up. Like, you know, but it's, it's having understanding and just knowing, you know, where you are in that moment and being understanding to the person that you're sitting next to. But yeah. I think that's a, a good point and segues into the next thing because I'm a big on, like, listening to my body but also asking God for signs. Now, I have, like, one piece of advice for asking God for signs is say that prayer in your head, okay? Let that prayer be the one that you say quietly because not only are 
demons listening, Satan's listening, everybody's listening when you, you say those those prayers asking for signs out loud, and they can send false signs to you. So you want to be sure that that prayer that you're asking God for, for signs is specific, but also to yourself. And, and the sign, like, it's so weird because, like, when I prayed for a sign, it was, like, a sign that is very common, but, like, if you get it, you get it type of thing. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to let y'all try to play with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I have an example that I can say out loud because it's over with now. Okay, good. No, you, you finished though. But asking in, in asking God for that sign, every time I saw that sign, I almost like broke a smile and I felt relaxed. Mm-hmm. So I asked God for the sign, and I won't say what the trigger is, but I asked God for a sign to remind me that I'm I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like remind me that I'm in, I'm safe. Mm-hmm. I'm in a, I'm in a place of this is a season. I'm this is through this. I'm uh, and I'm going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And because I asked for like that specific sign, every time I see it, it brings me like a form of relief that I can't even put into words to mm-hmm. you guys. Like. It, it just reminds me. You're divinely protected. You ask for that I, sign, and I don't have to worry. And I don't I know, have to worry. I know what it is. Yeah. And now I'm even more a little laid back. Every time I catch the sign, I'm like, okay, yeah. a bad bitch can breathe. Yeah. You know? So I would say listen to your body, but also ask for, for clear signs. Because one thing I thought was that I thought it was annoying to God to ask him, like, for things like this. And I was talking to Jaleesa, actually, and she mm-hmm. told me, like... Come to me with everything. God said, come to me with everything. Yeah. Like, he said, come to me as your friend. Like, come to me and and not only worship, but, but come to me with questions. Come to me with your anxieties. Come to me with everything you're going through. So I'm here like, all right, God, you, you asked for this. Here we go. Yeah. Like, and I listed off, like, everything that, like, brings me anxiety, things that make me anxious, like situations that I, I feel like I may not be able to handle and I ask God to show me signs that I'm okay in these rooms or I'm okay in these situations so that I could feel more comfortable. And when, when I receive those signs, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. So tying that into listening to your body, I honestly feel like you're unstoppable. Yeah. And, you know, going off of like how I've been able to tell and like aligning prayer and all those things, like I would say for myself, I, okay, this is my example and I, that I feel comfortable talking about and saying out loud because what I've asked for is over. For a long time, I, well, let me start by saying this. I was in a situation with a man, and I used to say when I knew it was time for it to be over, I would say, God, please, if, you know, make him leave, make him leave, make him leave. And he never left. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized God told us that we could come to him, but he also gave us free will. You know what I'm saying? He and sure and he gave us the ability to get ourselves out of things that that don't serve us and that don't bring us closer to him. And once I realized, okay, God's not going to remove him from my life, so I'm going to have to do the work to do those things. And then and then in that meantime, I was praying, God, I'm not going to well, I would say I I was basically telling God what type of man I wanted. If I'm going to get myself out of this thing, then I want all the things when I get another man. If I'm going to get myself out, if I got to remove myself from the situation, then everything I want, I have to get in. And I know it's like not necessarily a nice way to go about it, but that's how I rationalize it in my mind. So I pray for somebody who was kind, somebody who was patient, somebody who was generous. Not only not it's not necessarily about money. But and generous in the way that he cares, generous in the time that he gives me. I wanted somebody who um, worshipped the ground I walked on. Like, let me just be real. Somebody who was not nonchalant about me. Somebody who whose intentions were pure from the beginning. And I never had to guess about 
how he felt about me, somebody who was God-fearing and knew who to lean on when he needed help from the other side, somebody who was just very sweet and very kind to me, right? But when the time came to um, find that person or, or like to date or rather, I asked for all these things and I feel like God was telling me like, uh, you asked for all these things, but it's on you to make the right choice, right? So God put men in my life. The funny thing is, when I was when I was just about to break up from my last relationship, Shanice literally told me, like, you're not going to stand a second <laughs> single. I'm telling you. And I dated around for a little bit. And the moment that the men that I was dating made me feel less than what I asked for, I had to let them go, right? And I had to trust that when I ask God for something, he will give it to me. God wouldn't send me those men and be like, those are the ones for you if what I asked for didn't come through in them. Mind you, I made mm. a pact to not tell anybody or any man what I wanted, but to watch how they moved and trust myself well enough to know that if I ask God for something, he will give it to me, right? So when those men just didn't align with how what I wanted out of a relationship, I let them go and ended up finding a man. Well, a man found me on Instagram and at first, it was, like, very light text um, DMs back and forth. And I was like, I'm too grown to be checking my phone for DMs, so here's my number. Exchange numbers. We text for maybe a week or so. He asked to FaceTime. Then we're FaceTiming every day. And over the course of time, I'm watching how he's moving, right? Not even a couple weeks after we first started talking, he asked if he could come see me. We live in two different states. So I'm thinking automatically one of the things I asked for was somebody not to be nonchalant. And he wasn't like, let's text for 12 months and then maybe one day eventually we'll come to meet each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like that at all. He was like, oh, I like what's going on here. Let's meet face to face. We met face to face and we realized that we kind of like each other for real. And he was like, these are my intentions and this is how I'm going to move about it. Um, say all this to say, all the things I was praying for, all the things I was asking for, mm. I found. And it's, be- it. and it's because when I asked God for something and I encountered things that were not what I asked for, I had trusted myself and I had the willpower enough to step away so that what I was asking for, I could get. Say and- that one more time. <laughs> say that one more time because I don't think they heard you. Listen, I asked for something. Mm. And what I was encountering wasn't it yet. And I had to have the faith and the knowledge that what I asked for, I would get. So I had to leave alone what wasn't that. Period. And then I got that. And I said, oh, this must be it. But this kind of goes back to what we're talking about with like intuition, right? When I was like, oh, this shit feels good. And it's what I've been asking for. I wasn't, it, what come to, came to mind wasn't, is this the right choice? Should I try this out? It was like, damn, why is aligning so well? Why wouldn't I give it a go? That was my intuition kicking in to say, if this thing feels good, try it then. Right. You know? And I could trust myself well enough to know that I was making the right decisions leading up to. So why wouldn't this be a good thing? I agree. So say all this to say, right? I mean, this is how faith and trusting myself and intuition and being very clear about how God talks to me. Because I'm also somebody like, I don't hear a voice. I have to pay attention to be diligent about the signs. I have to think about what I asked for and then put into perspective is that's what's actually coming through in my life. And if it's not, then we got to move away from it. But I trusted myself enough to know to watch the signs. Mm. Um, Jordan said something very important here. She said that she knew what she didn't want. 
and she knew what she asked God for. And not only was her current man, like, a representation of what she wanted, but there was other men who had little blips of, like, what she wanted. Yeah, it would be two out of the ten things. Two out of the ten. Three out of the ten. But she was able to, to discern and really look at the situation like, nope. This this is a test. Like this is not what I want, and I could walk away from that. And yeah. so many times, people we 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 think we're like making the right decision, but God is kind of like, well, you said you wanted this, mm-hmm. and, and now you're you're settling for that. And I and I and I'm not gonna hold you. The 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 human in me had to test the theory, right? You got to. I had to test the theory because I had all these one's expectations and needs and things that I said to God, but I had to test the theory by not saying it out loud. Like you said, that mm-hmm. prayer that you say, you say to yourself. He literally asked me from the jump, "What's your type?" And I gave him one physical descriptor but i didn't say i didn't lay it out so that somebody he could present me with a mask of what i want so he could pretend so he could you know what i'm saying like i didn't say i didn't lay it out so what i feel is perfect right now or what is so great right now or so you know what is so aligned with me right now is because i laid it all out for him to give me you know what i'm saying i asked for it and i didn't tell him nothing <laughs> so right. that if if this was actually for me i could discern and i could know I never told anybody that. I never said that out loud. I never laid that on a platter for somebody to mimic and imitate. I'm telling you. I, I, I said it. I gave it to who I needed to give give it to. And I sat back and watched. And actually, the, the task of sitting back and watching is a tool I got from my therapist. When, I was, when she was like, it's time to make hard decisions and I need some tools. She was like, lay the expectation out there. Right? Give it to who you need to give it to and don't say nothing else, but sit back and watch what happens as a result. Mm, that part. That yeah. part. Ain't nothing better. Ain't nothing better than getting everything you asked for. And then you kind of start feeling like, damn, that was easy. You know what I'm saying? I should have I should have trusted myself a long time ago. I should have trusted intuition. That's a long how you time learn ago. you can trust yourself though. You have to trust yourself. Because if you trust these niggas, <laughs> you're gonna be in for some shit. You you sure are. And that's not to say I just wanna, you know, also put out there that's not to say that everything from that point on is going to be smooth sailing no. and perfect and none of that but the truth is i can know to trust that we can probably work through some shit for real because i know right where you came from exactly i know the prayer that you developed from you know what i'm saying like and then also somebody who don't play about you will not play about you yeah okay let jordan be listen if you haven't already go on her <laughs> tiktok okay she has reached a million big jordy not the little jordy <laughs> stop okay. Okay, and I'm just honestly, I'm really happy to see you this happy. Yeah. When you that year you were sad, it, I, I it, it really made me sad. Like yeah. I really hate to see any of my friends sad. Like it's just like they're not fun. They're not themselves. Like they're always in their minds thinking about something else. And it's really good to see you walk in your your happiness and your blessing. And I'm honestly. And I know all of our friends are just like very happy for you. Like, yeah, I appreciate it. Go look at her TikTok. I've okay? never, it never in my he took adult her on life. a plane. Okay, <laughs> he took my sis off the off the land and brought her to the sky <laughs> to tell her, "I want you to be mine." And that's the type of energy yeah. that we have to like manifest yeah. because never, what you want out of life, you could get it. Ne- ne- as a result, the thing is, never in my life have I felt so light. Mm. But but the truth- and, and she's thick. Okay. <laughs> <Shemise>. <laughs> it's thick. 
Angie's thick. Okay. But I've never mm. I've never felt so light. And it's because I keep saying like throughout the episode I've been saying like it's a deposit into that bank of trust. How you trust yourself, how you know you got you, you got yourself and God got you because when you ask for it and you lean on your on the understanding that he gives you, you know what I'm saying, you know you're good. And I've never felt so light because exactly what I asked for, I got. Not only that, like, I think this man is a little bit more mature than me. Like, he's teaching me things we about myself and, like, how to be a better person, to be honest. I, I'm learning, like, a different attachment style. Like, I I thought Jordan's attachment style was, like, anxious. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. always, what you doing? Where you at? What can I do? Like, what can I do to put myself in your your vision, your line of vision, mm-hmm. so that you remember you need me? Like, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to feel needed because I thought that made me feel important. I always wanted to figure out how I could be of service. And through him, I'm learning that I don't have to earn my place like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. we ch- we chose each other because we felt good to each other because we were, we, we were both very clear on what we needed out of a man and a woman. Mm. And we can rest comfortably and knowing that we're good here. You know what I'm mm. saying? You don't have to bend over backwards and kill yourself to make you feel... Um, to, to for me to feel vulnerable, I mean, not vulnerable, me to be feel valuable to him or for him to feel valuable to me. You know what I'm saying? We know how we got here. We know who sent, you know, sent each other, sent us into each other's lives. It's the alcohol. I know I'm stuttering a lot in this last. <laughs> it's the alcohol for real. Yeah, we've reached the point of lit. We have reached lit. Um, but say all this to say, I just, I've never felt so light because I know I can trust myself. I know I made the right decision and it feels really good to have a man who don't play about me and quite frankly, I don't play about him. So, period. You know? And we love to see it. Yeah. We really do. I think that kind of wraps up this goddess chat yeah, today. Yeah, that was very thorough. We honestly, we went through it all. Yeah. If you haven't already and you are looking for tips on, you know, trusting yourself and being fearless, go back to 30 minutes and, and listen again. Mm-hmm. Because all the tips, all the cues, all the, the signals are there. Trust in God. Trust in yourself. Trust that you are asking for the right things and just walk in faith. And so long as you're listening to those things, you're on the right path. You're on the right path. And trusting yourself takes time. It do. And have grace. Give yourself grace and give forth gratitude as much as you can because it is worth it. It's worth the struggle of figuring it out. It really is. We've... Move, we're moving and we keep feel like we're going up a couple steps forward, back 10 steps, up five, back two. Like, that's yeah. a part of the journey. And we're yeah. learning that even when we go back just a couple of steps, we're going to be okay. It's fine. Yeah. You know, we're in the right place. We're doing the right things. We were leaning on the right entities, the right people. And you're learning all of the things. And God wouldn't put you in these situations if he didn't know you could overcome. However, I did see a tweet go around that said, uh, I'm going to need God to take me off the list of strongest soldiers Yeah, for let me tell you something. I, I feel like I put my time in. Yeah. I, I feel like I put my time in for the last 10 years. I put my, put my time in. I'm going to need him to take me off that list. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> take, find somebody else to do it, please, respectfully. Right. <laughs> but as we do go into 2023... Um, just, you know, make it your mission. Make it, wow. <laughs> it's both of us. <laughs> make it your mission. Make it your mission to trust yourself, trust yeah. in God, and all will be well. Yeah. 
Fresh, fresh face. face. Yeah. The fresh face this week is really simple, really quick. Um, the Hourglass Volumizing Glossy Balm. Um, the TikTok girls convinced me to buy this, and I went ahead and did it. I was going to buy it on Sephora, but I bought it from Blue Mercury. Essentially, it's like a mix between a lipstick and a lip gloss. It's not as pigmented as a lipstick at all, but it is thicker. It comes in like a really cute, you know, hourglass. It's like classic gold tubes or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's really nice. If you're someone who likes plumping products, this is a good one. It's not as strong as Too Faced, like extreme plump lip gloss or whatever, but it does have like a eucalyptus pepperminty kind of feel on the lips and it's absolutely beautiful. I got the color Trace and I use the brown lip liner. Y'all know I'm very much into the brown liner and gloss, um, it just looks great on black girls. I don't know what else to tell you, but if you are black or brown... I suggest the color Trace, and it's $35. Uh, moving on to self-care. What you do for self-care this week? I did it all. Um, it was Thanksgiving last week, so I had to get right because mm -hmm. I needed to, you know, if you know, you know. If you're hanging out with your whole family, you know. <laughs> it could get a little stressful around <laughs> holiday time. Little, it could get a little angsty around holiday time with your family, but... I'm blessed. I'm grateful. I love them. So I got my nails, my eyebrows. I even got a massage because I was playing with my dog and Aww. he's big as hell. He is big. He's tall as me. He's as tall as Jordan <laughs> and he's as thick as like both and that's of us on put all together. Fours. When I say tall, I mean <laughs> not when he's standing on his hind legs. He's probably 6'3". He's probably as tall as my boyfriend. 6'3", 280 pounds. No, that's like, a, he is a firefighter as <laughs> Marley is big as fuck. He's big as fuck. But, um... Yeah, I was playing with him real rough, and he put his, like, paws on my shoulder and, like, pulled me down to the floor. And I'm like, Ooh. I'm a bad bitch. Yeah, I can't, on I can't your new stand floors? it. On my new floors. Not your marble floors. Almost died. Um, yeah, and my back was in pain. And then I told my dad, I'm like, I think something's wrong. And he and was you like. you pulled something? I, he was like, oh, your lung is up there in your back. You <gasps> That's your, who told you that? Your dad? My dad. <laughs> Not your lung is in your neck. My lung is in my neck and my upper back. That's exactly what he told me. So I was like, I'm finna die. So before I went to urgent care, I went to my massage lady in Englewood, which I love her to death. And she really got me right because I thought my shoulder was dislocated. But after a couple of days, I was fine. And I just realized I'm getting old. Like, I can't bounce back as quick as I used to. It's so hard. I need to just almost really 30, enjoy. Babe. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually almost 30. Yeah. But I heard 30s are your best I'm excited. years ever. I'm excited for my 30s. Because 28 has... The 20s are... It's been... Get up. Let me tell you something. I know we're supposed to wrap this episode up, but if you are a young person in your 20s, please, please, please do not get caught up on what life is in your 20s. Please do not. I haven't hit 30 yet, but I hear they're so great. But I can tell you what, what my life is at 28 and what my life was at 22 is completely different. I never thought I would be the adult I am right now. Except I am. So give yourself time. Express gratitude for where you are. It might be hard. You might not have all the money you want. You might not have gone all the places you want to go. But at least the responsibility you have now is not the responsibility you had then. At least the people who were removed from your life then are not still in your life now. Like be grateful for the time that you get being young with and without all the responsibility that is left to come as we get older. Because baby. It's hard. How about you? Um, I've been drinking chia water. I've been doing this for a little bit off and on, but this was a very one week for me. Um, so essentially, chia water is good for like fiber um, intake, protein intake, unsaturated fats, vitamins, antioxidants, etc. I'm not saying it's something like that cures everything. 
I'm not one of those people who's going to like pedal fake health shit or quick fixes to your life. But I do think that little deposits in your health bank, and I'm all about the deposits in the bank this episode apparently, but little moments of things you can change every now and then just keep you healthy. Something that's becoming increasingly important to me is not only being healthy now, but being healthy for my kids, being healthy for my grandkids, being healthy when I'm older so I can take care of my mom and my grandparents, etc. Um, I don't want to be a young person who's going through a lot of ailments and her body is breaking down because she wasn't taking care of it while she was young. So anyhow, um, it's really good at, or it's one of some of the things that can help impact rather is um, keeping your blood pressure level and normal, same for your blood sugar um, numbers, and it's really great for heart and bone health. Um, so essentially you just put one to two tablespoons, they say to put one to two tablespoons in one cup of water, but let me tell you. There's something about the texture of chia that could rub me, rub me the wrong way. So what I do is I put two tablespoons in a big mason jar, fill it with water, ice, and lemon juice and a pinch of salt for absorption and drink on that throughout the day. So as I notice the water getting lower, I don't add more chia seeds. I just add more water um, and keep that going until I finish it out. But yeah, it's been great. Um, thoroughly enjoy it and it helps you stay full longer too if you're somebody who snacks too much or if you're somebody who doesn't eat enough I'm not saying replace your meals with your water please don't do that that's not healthy and we're not licensed in nutrition or whatever else but it's a good little thing to add into your daily routine yes um I tried chia yogurt mm -hmm. chia thing it wasn't bad it yeah. didn't have a taste but you could kind of make your own taste yeah it absorbs the taste of whatever you put it in it's just the texture that can catch people up i think i kind of like the texture it's not way. bad right it's not bad it's too. not too bad no if it was just like i like the chia texture but i may not like it in like certain i actually don't really like yogurt but i would rather yogurt with chia in it because it gives you something to chew it gives you something to chew thank you uh if you're listening to this and you know you hate on me chewing yogurt <laughs> do you hear you hear what she said okay sorry but go ahead. period <laughs> um but that is all for today guys i know we went like extra long but we had a lot to get off our yeah. chest how long is this episode oh uh, not too bad uh, it's been a little minute y'all deserve a long episode from us yeah sure do yeah um but yeah as we go into the new year again thank you guys for just supporting us and we, we honestly really appreciate it and mm -hmm. yeah that's a wrap yeah see y'all next episode